Blog Talk Radio. Hello everybody, that is Al Green on a hot summer day and welcome back to Infinite Love Talk Radio. We are your hosts Doug and Jackie Christie and you can join us live by calling in at 347-215-8305 or as always you can go into our chat room at any time throughout the show. That's right. Today we are discussing having a faithful, fulfilling, and good marriage. In today's world, you guys, with the 15-minute marriages and the 5-minute divorces, one can only hope to not become a statistic. We want to open up the dialogue today on just what it takes to have a successful marriage in this day and age. That's right, love, and we both know that it is not easy to make a stand for a good, wholesome marriage when society is not feeling it. That's right, and so this is what we do, you guys, under these circumstances. Well, we, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we make sure that we do to keep our marriage strong and to make sure that people and things are not coming between it. As you can see, you're constantly looking on the Internet, you're looking on, you're reading the newspaper, you're seeing television shows. Here's John and Kate plus eight, for example. That's a family. That was a, a well-put-together, strong family that showed that they could raise eight children. Now they're getting a divorce. I mean, come on. We have got to stop this as a society. We need to make a decision, an adult, mature decision, that if you're going to enter into the union of marriage, and not to say that every marriage is perfect, nowhere near we're just saying, give it your best shot. Be committed to the commitment and try to make the family work, not just for yourselves and for the fact that you guys, you know, are in love and you're trying to spend your life together and become soulmates, but for your children. These these little kids now are, you know, a statistic, basically. So, and it, it shouldn't be accepted. You know, this is something that I feel very strongly about. And if, you know, people start, you know, speaking up about it and not really paying attention and it doesn't become a glamorized thing, it, it really wouldn't be something that I think we see so often. But here's some of the things that we do, and the first one up is we block out all negative comments, advice, and other things from people that do not strive for the best that life has to offer, which we personally feel marriage tops the list. It's I can talk a little bit about that. My husband and I are buddies. We're best friends. I look so forward to just hanging out with him, talking about my hopes and dreams, um, spending time, goal setting, uh, moving in the same direction together, just, you know, accomplishing goals, raising our children, and the list goes on and on and on. So um, the first thing we do, again, block out all negativity and remember what's important to you. That, that is definitely a big one, baby. And if you find negativity sneaking in, block it out. If you're around negative people, try to get away. Get with your mates, right. you guys. Lock together and keep your thing tight. Coming in at number two is one that is always at the top of the list, and that is respect. And this is a key to everything that you do and everything that you have. Because without this, really, you have nothing. And it starts, as we always say, with self-respect. Because 
that you respect yourself, it sets the table for everything else, and it allows you to respect your mate. So understand that respect is something that is going to set the table for everything that you do going forward, first as an individual and then collectively as a married uh, couple. That's right. I mean, we we talked about it a million times on our shows. We're going to continue to talk about it. It is the epitome of having a good marriage is you've got to be respectful. There's going to be times when you may fall short of that, but you you pick up your britches and you get it together quick and you love and respect your mate. Sometimes you, you may, you know, say something that your mate feels is not in the you know, best interest of the marriage, you apologize. That's what you do. That's what respect is all about, accepting the fact that sometimes you're going to be wrong. No one's perfect. No human being is perfect, but you say you're sorry and you move on as a couple loving each other. Now, there is lines that you don't cross. You don't cross certain lines. You keep your hands to yourself. You keep your comments to yourself as best you can. There will be instances where, you know, people lose control, but it's really not a good thing. Always try to be the best example for your marriage as you want it to be for you. And then number three is honesty. Honesty is a very, very important. This is one of the main ingredients in the foundation. It's the very core of your marriage. Nurture this and covet it, for it is extremely important to be able to trust your mate in every single way. And not just in the fact that, you know, I know a lot of girlfriends always say, you know, do you check your man's pockets? Do you look on his, you know, cell phone? Do you see if he's calling up the girls? I'm not talking about in that way. That way, definitely. That's, that goes back to respecting yourself. But definitely you want to be able to trust your mate in every way. And that means knowing that they got your back. If you make a mistake, they got your back to help you to correct that mistake, not to ridicule you for it. Things like that. Trust goes way beyond just the fact that did you tell me a lie or did I tell you a lie? It goes to the fact that I know that, you know, my husband is going to be on my team regardless and I'm going to be on his team regardless. And that, that goes into the next one that my husband's going to talk about. That is definitely, baby, is, is something. And I want to say this to everybody. These are all ingredients and you have to have right. some. Uh, you have to have all of these, but some you might have more than others mm-hmm. to bake your cake, but for uh, a happy, committed marriage, you're going to have to have all of these. And the next one is a big one, and that is loyalty. And this is a necessity to build on, knowing that the person that you're with is on your side, that they are loyal to you, that they have your back, that you have their back. That allows you to have a whole different type of focus. That takes out a uh, a part that you don't have to worry about. So it allows you to to sleep good. It allows you to love your mate good. It allows for so many different things. So loyalty is one of those that you have to sprinkle in there. It is something that you must, must have. You must definitely. And then, you know, with the next one, we have belief. You've got to believe in your marriage. It is a must. For if you doubt it or if doubts start creeping in, it will begin to destroy the trust, the purity, and, of course, the commitment and communication in your marriage. Because, you know, just as though you would believe in yourself that you can accomplish a goal or believe in yourself that you know you're going to be able to, you know, do this job well or so on and so forth, believe in others, for example, you have to make sure that you're believing in your marriage. Oftentimes I find, um, especially talking and doing interviews and seeing that there's so many struggling couples out there, you know, that people just don't believe. They're like, no, I don't think we have what you guys have or no, I don't think we have what they have or, you know, he doesn't act this way or she doesn't act that way or he tries to show off or she doesn't tell me she loves me and all the different things that we all have experienced sometime or another in our lives. You have to make 
make sure that you believe in your personal marriage because you can make your marriage be whatever it is that you want it to be. I've often told people, and we say it in our book, No Ordinary Love, A True Story of Marriage and Basketball, we've often told couples, your marriage is yours and yours alone, and you can make it as good as you want it to be. That is totally correct, baby. Belief is something that is huge. And like my wife said, you can make it anything that you want to be because anything is possible, and especially when you have two people that are committed to it, you can do anything that you want to do as a married couple. Next is communication. Now, this one, out of all of these, just it runs the gamut because it is involved in every single one that we have here. And communication ultimately. I would have to say, is what runs the world. And if you're going to say respect sets the table, communication definitely organizes the table. And this is something that both the husband and wife have to have, sit down, talk, figure it out, because if you want to do anything, you have to have some sort of communication so that both of you guys are on the same page. Most definitely. And, you know, it's another Excuse me. I really want you guys to hear me clearly on this one. It is very, 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 very important to open yourself up to accepting communication as well. Like my husband said, you got to have that. A lot. Some people are immature in that way. They don't know how to communicate, or they close off, or they're they don't want to hear when you're trying to communicate something that they may not be doing right, or you may not be doing right, and you want help on getting it together, and they won't even hear you asking for help because they think you're ridiculing them. So you guys got to both actually be open to receiving communication as well because if one person is trying to communicate and the other one isn't, they're going to run into a brick wall. Um, okay. the, next, the next one, we're moving on down, and we're going to make the lifetime commitment to your union. When I say that, be committed for life regardless. Go into it with the mindset that this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Don't go into it with, oh, I'm going to marry this person, and if things don't work out in a couple of years, I'll just get a divorce and find someone new. Always go into it that. There's a thing called creative visualization that I used to do years and years and years ago. I won't go into it on this show. We'll do a show about it later. So make sure you guys are checking in with us all the time. But creative visualization is where you you vision in your mind. You visualize what you want and what you want the outcome to be, and then you say it, and you say it aloud. You don't have to holler. You don't need to whisper. You just need to say it in a normal talking tone, and you need to say, say, for instance, you want to get a new car within a year. Then you would visualize that new car in your mind. You would see the color of it, the wheels, the inside, the you know, what you want the dashboard to be, what make, model, year, all of that. And then you would just say, within a year, I'm going to get the new car that I dream about. I'm going to get it. And then you just let, you know, the law of attraction take its course. They talk a lot about that in the book, um, The Secret. But we, like I said again, it would, it would go into different topics if we go on that. Definitely, definitely make the lifetime commitment and go into it with, this is who I'm going to spend my life with. Now, it's up to that person whether or not they're going to allow you to do that. You can't force them. So that's another thing. We get a lot of questions where people saying, how do I make this person do this? Or how do I make this person do that? You can't. They have to want to. You can just do, you can only control your part of it. If you're respecting them, loving them, being loyal to them, honest with them, you believing in the relationship, you're communicating, you've made the lifetime commitment, you have no way but to win. You will not fail. And next, of course, put each other first. That's right. Before all else, do not let anything or anyone come between that. This means that you are putting your commitment and your marriage first above all else. And when you guys are out and it's between, oh, oh, I got to get home, I got some stuff to do, or I need to go and hang out with my buddies, well, 
go home, get that stuff done, because that is truly, truly what is going to keep you moving forward and do all these things that you have committed to in the long run. And that goes for the ladies also at the same time. If you guys are going to about to go shopping or you got to get home and get that dinner made, make sure that you're doing that because uh, it, it goes both ways so many times. So make sure that you're putting your mate, putting each other first in everything that you do because it is a blessing to do that inside of your marriage. And you know what? I would I would also like to reiterate what my husband just said about putting people first. It is so true. And I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. My husband, you know, as you know, is an athlete, and he works out. He's diligent about the things that he does. And it is so refreshing for me. It's so I enjoy it so much to know that he's doing what he loves doing, and that's going and playing basketball and working out and being healthy because that's really, really important to him. And that's what we mean by putting Don't put your own needs before the other person's. I need to know that he's happy. I need to know my children are happy. I need to know my mom is happy. These are, you know, and his parents and, and everyone else that is close to us. So it's, it's all about what we're talking about now is marriage, but it's just putting your mate's feelings and needs even before your own, and therefore, if they do the same thing, then everybody's happy. We'll jump down to the next one. It's called Become Soulmates, okay? Being each other's best friend is very special, and it will fill any void. It's human nature to want to socialize, and whom better to do it with than your best friend? Finding things you enjoy doing together and helping each other learn more about individual hobbies and goals is a wonderful way to grow together and not apart. And we're saying that, meaning a lot of people say, you know, we was just going in different directions or they had their thing and I had mine. It's cool to do that. We're not we're not saying that. We advocate that for sure. But definitely learn as much as you can about your spouse and get involved. It, you know, learn to enjoy some of the things they like to do because then you can do them together and you just grow in your marriage together instead of apart. That is definitely correct, baby. <laughs> and last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, be committed to the commitment. Past everything okay. else. You are committed to each other, yes, because that is what brought you together. But even more than that, be committed to the commitment of your marriage and what you guys came together because through ups, downs, good times, all that stuff, this is what will hold everything, the glue, and hold your thing together because you guys love each other first and foremost. That's why you're married. So be committed to the commitment. That's right. And, and, you know, just kind of jumping back through one more time, we're going to reiterate really quickly. We could talk about this all day long, but then again, this show is about having a good marriage and what you can do and how you can know that you have one. Quickly, be respectful. Be honest. Put yourself, you know, the first one I skipped it. Let me go back. Block out all negativity. Block it out. Don't even let it in your relationship. Two, respect. Three, honesty. Four, loyalty. Five, belief. Six, commitment. Seven, make the lifetime commitment. Eight, put each other first. Nine, become soulmates. And ten, be committed to the commitment. And don't let anything stop you. And as long as you do that and you're looking at your mate, don't compare them. That's another one. A lot of people say, well, I look at my mate and, you know, he or she is, you know, handsome or fine, but there's such and such out there that's finer. (laughs) The grass is not greener on the other side. You've already become a family Go ahead and keep it together. And remember, your marriage can be all that you dream of if you're willing, okay, if you're willing to be good to it, respect it, appreciate it, and nurture it. It's a grand affair that can last a lifetime, but only, and I repeat, only if you want it to. That is 
totally correct, ladies and gentlemen. Listen up because my wife is dropping some jewels on you guys, and next I want her to drop some jewels inside the news. What do we have for the ladies? Oh, my goodness, you guys, in the hot topics and news. And, by the way, go ahead and email us if you got any more questions and you want to chat with us more on having a good marriage. Uh, in the news, news icon Walter Cronkite dies at 92. The death of Walter Cronkite elicited tributes from colleagues, presidents, past and present, world-famous astronauts, and those who helped in vain to fill his empty anchor chair, all honoring the fate of TV journalism who became the most trusted man in America. Cronkite died with his family by his side Friday night at his Manhattan home after a long illness. CBS Vice President Linda Mason said, Marlene Alder, Cronkite's chief of staff, said Cronkite died of serial vascular disease. He was 92. God bless him, baby. Also, Yao Ming elects to have surgery, and he will miss the 2009-2010 season. Houston Rockets All-Star Center Yao Ming ended all speculation on his availability for the upcoming season by announcing Friday he will have the broken bone in his left foot surgically repaired, effectively shelving the 2009-2010 season. The earliest Yao will be available is the start of training camp in 2010. A source with the Rockets confirmed to Fan House the team isn't expecting Yao to be available for the upcoming season. So uh, hopefully Yao gets on the men fast because he is a big part of that Houston Rockets team. Oh, most definitely, and that's going to be something. Here we go. Mountain Lion is no match for a chainsaw. A Colorado man used a chainsaw to fight off a mountain lion that attacked him during a camping trip with his wife and two toddlers in northwestern Wyoming. The adult male lion, described as emaciated and showing other signs of starvation, was later killed by wildlife officials after it attacked a dog brought in to track it. Dustin Brittman, a... 32-year-old mechanic and Marine veteran from Windsor, Colorado, said he was alone cutting firewood about 100 feet from his campsite in the Shoshone National Forest when he saw the 100-pound lion staring at him from some bushes. I would have freaked completely. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. The 6-foot, 170-pound Briton said he raised his 18-inch chainsaw and met the lion head-on as it pounced. A collision he described as feeling like a grown man running directly into him. Wow. It batted, oh my God, it batted me three or four times with his front paws, and as quick as I hit it with the saw, it just turned away, he said in the telephone interview with the Associated Press. Wildlife officials said Sunday evening's attack, about 27 miles west of Cody, was highly unusual because mountain lions are reclusive by nature. Only eight cases of mountain lions actively. Uh, acting aggressively towards humans have been documented in Wyoming over the last decade. Would I say too many? Wow. Can you say that? Way, way nice. One case. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. And the next one we have. Felon arrest over gun in McNair death. Federal agents have arrested convicted murderer for allegedly providing the gun later used to kill oh. ex-NFL quarterback Steve McNair. Adrian J. Gilliam, Jr., 33, of Laverne, Tennessee, was arrested by agents of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. A criminal complaint unsealed Friday in Nashville says that Gilliam, who was convicted of murder and attempted robbery in 1993 in Florida, admitted he sold the gun to a woman who later shot McNair. 
detectives traced the gun, a 9mm, uh, to its 2002 sale at a pawn shop, according to the complaint. Gilliam eventually bought it from an, an, an individual for $100 about a year and a half ago. Investigators said Gilliam told them he bought the gun for protection uh, once his home was burglarized and police reported wow. he did report the burglary about the time of the gun purchase. According to uh, court documents, Gillian admitted to detectives he sold the gun to the lady who killed McNair for $100, babe. Oh, my goodness. That is so sad. That is just ultimately just the saddest thing. But, you know, it, it, at least he's stepping up to the plate and he's saying, I did it, you know, and, and I'm going to face the music, huh? Yes, it, it is. It's crazy, but that just shows you, you know, sometimes we watch the movies and you see how a gun or something will travel from place to place, kind of like six degrees of separation, and for $100, we don't have Steve McNair anymore. That is something else. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know what, you guys, we're going to jump right on down here, and I see the call lines lighting up. Go ahead and jump in, callers, if you want to. Otherwise, just sit all back and enjoy the, the ride. We, we're here to entertain you guys for the next, actually, 40 minutes. That's what we got left, 40 minutes. We've been entertaining you for the last 20, and thank you for joining us. Uh, in Beauty and Lifestyle, we're jumping right on down, and my husband asked for you. Yes, today in Beauty and Lifestyle, I have Oddwalla Juice. Now, listen, what? I know you're going Oddwalla Juice sounds kind of odd, right? But you'll be pleasantly surprised. They have protein drinks. Obviously, they have juice, Oddwalla Tangerine Juice is something different than orange juice, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you, you've got to go ahead and get yourself some and taste it. Email us. Tell us what you think. They have protein drinks with anywhere from 18 to 33 grams of protein in one drink. You get vitamin A's, B's, C's, everything that you need. Uh, some of them have as much as 200% vitamin C for those times when you're feeling a little under the weather and instead of taking a vitamin C pill, you can chug this down and it's good for you at the same time. Idawala juice and protein drinks. Oh, my God. And I'm going to tell you guys, I can attest, he drinks lots of them. He loves them. Tangerine, though, has been sold out quite a bit. And so if you're here in Seattle and you have a store, please stock it and email us and tell us where you're located so we can get some. <laughs> Next, we have fans. Oh, my God. And not the cheering kind, people. If you are experienced where we are, and I'm talking about extreme heat, extreme conditions, it's ridiculous. You can't get nothing done. We're in the process of a big project, and we can't even accomplish it all the way because it's so hot. It's like you just want to sit in front of a fan and drink some ice water and watch Discovery Channel or something and, you know, occupy your, your mind. But they have some fans, and my tip is they have remote control. So we were blown away yesterday when we got some, and you can operate it from, like, your bed. You just, you know, click the button and turn it on, turn it off. So if you forget, you know, some people don't want to go to sleep with a fan on because they figure, oh, well, if I fall asleep, then I might be too cold. It can make me get, you know, a sore throat or whatever. Just hit it from your bed. Turn it off. That is correct. And if you are hot, I have something to cool off anybody out there. You can obviously go get yourself a swim, or you can go get yourself some water soakers from any <laughs> type of Toys R Us, any of those places, and it also is a bunch of family fun. The kids will love it. You can fill up water balloons, have yourself a fight on these hot summer days, throwing water, spraying water, swimming in the water. All of it is good, and just remember, always wear your sunblock. Yep, and be careful because it gets slippery on the ground and you might fall and, and hurt yourself. Now that is a mother talking, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That is. Okay, and next is cereals, and they come in all five packages, but if you want 
a good one, you can get one in a small package. When you crave music but you don't have the funds for the old school package, you know, like my brothers and them, they used to say, okay, I can't get the cereal if I don't have an amp, the receiver, you know, the whole thing, the 200-disc CD player, the whole nine. You can get, like, we have this bowl system, and you just put the, the CD in, and that's it, and it plays. It has the speakers built in, and they play so good and strong and clear. It's like surround sound, and you got all of it in one. So. My suggestion is during these months when you want to hear your music, get yourself a nice cereal in a small size. That is you right. If you, I <laughs> totally agree with you. If you love music, get yourself something that's small that you can move around so you can take the music wherever you are. Most definitely. You guys, we got a bonus segment for you real quick. Before we jump into love and romance, and then we're going to go right on into sports because I know you guys are waiting, your tongue's hanging out, ready to hear what's going on in the world of sports. But here we go. This is called My Five Minutes with DC on Health, Fitness, and Love. Okay? We have five minutes to cover an array of topics. You ready, baby? Uh, I, I will be. <laughs> okay, you got to go quick. Give me five healthy foods to eat. Five healthy foods. I'm going to start off with broccoli. It's a fantastic food for those who like your curry. You can get broccoli. Also, another one is lettuce. We're talking romaine, iceberg, any okay. lettuce that you want. Uh, you can also get some carrots. They are great okay. for you. As always, they talk about your eyesight, but carrots. <laughs> uh, you can also get some salmon. And that has a lot of omega threes for uh, everybody out there who wants to open those joints in your knees. The uh, salmon definitely helps on top of that. It tastes fantastic. And then all the beans that you can eat that goes from red beans to black eyed peas to uh, navy beans, anything and everything in between. Okay. Wow. Five top fitness exercises someone can do to get into shape fast. Depending on where you're at, I would have to say number one would be, and I'm saying number one as number one at the top of the list, probably be running, jogging, anything like that because it works so, so many muscles. So running is at the top of the list. We also have jump rope. That is one that is definitely, definitely a big one. It helps you out a lot, keeps your feet agile. Uh, also stretching. Now, this is something that people might not consider an exercise, but believe you me, this is an exercise that before you do anything else and after you do everything else, you need to do stretching. Uh, for those of you who like getting outside, the last two are great for you. You can go inside or outside and also biking. During these summer months, there's some great bike routes and different things. Get your bike, don't forget your helmet and some water, and have yourself a good time. Fantastic. And next we're going to jump right on down. Give me three tips on loving your mate. Three tips on loving your mate. First, I would have to say is communication because that is so, so big that uh, you got to know what they like so that you can do the things they like. So communication, I would say massage is another one. And then candlelight dinner is something that always, always is at the top of the list when you talk about love and mate. <laughs> I like that candlelight dinner one. I like all of them. You've been doing really great. we got about two minutes to go. Three tips on being a great basketball player. I would say respect the game, and that's going to lead you to my last two. Respecting the game is going to lead you to hard work and commitment to it because the the hard work is going to – be whatever the drills are, whatever you're learning. But the commitment to it are going to be when you get tired, when you get a little bit bored, and those things that you stay committed to it, and you will become a better player for it. 
Wow. Thank you, honey. I had a great time spending five minutes with you. And I thank the listeners out there. I see the call lines lighting up. Go right ahead and jump in if you want. And we're going to be doing a segment like this every week. And I'll be asking questions. My husband will have his five minutes. He can pick his topics and who he wants to interview. And we'll just keep you guys tantalized and interested from there. Okay. Now, for some love and romance, which happens to be one of life's greatest gifts, and we really enjoy sharing all of our intimacy with you guys, you know, as far as conversation goes, of course. Today is no different, and we're going to share a little bit something special with you. That's right, babe. So are you going to do the honor first, or shall I? <laughs> uh, how about we do it? Uh, we, okay, I, I got you. We, we we can do it. We can do it. I'm down with okay. that. Let, let, since we, I'm going to start turn the W upside down, and I'm going to start me. So here we go. Uh, This is a little poem, and it is called Love Dress. The early days of wedding bliss held passion wild untamed. But with the passing of years, the lustly fervor waned. (laughs) Okay. We'll have to find a cure to stem this indolence within. She thought and then despised the plan for her husband's warmth within. When he returned from work that day and opened his front door, beheld his wife in a naked pose, he balked at what he saw. Good grief, he cried. <laughs> Woman, have you gone mad? Are you in some distress, my dear? She said, looking closer here, for this is my love dress. He gazed upon her naked form, then took her in his arms, transferred her to the bedroom where he yielded to her charms. Their day, their day took on a renewed glow. Now love had been revived. She thought she'd tell her mother how the marriage had survived. I wonder, mused her mother's mind, would it be such a crime to try and inject excitement in a marriage past its prime? Next day her hubby went to golf, came home a trifle sore. He'd been in bunkers <laughs> in the rough, a game one would deplore. He climbed the stairs, the door flung wide. He stood aghast with shame to see the body of his wife open in the frame. Oh, my gosh, little woman, have you lost your mind? Where is your modesty? (laughs) Surprise, my dear, I'm here for you in my love dress. Can't you see? Why, yes, I can, and I concede you've tried without a doubt, but I'd have thought the wrinkles, dear, would have ironed out. Now, see, what is he trying to say? She's wrinkled up and that's why she's not beautiful anymore? Uh, <laughs> you guys, that was by Vivian Ledley. I cannot pronounce her name, but it was sent in, and they wanted us to recite it, and we did, and, and it's really cool. And you know, honey, the phone actually was going in and out so they could hear parts of what you were saying, but I heard you. So you guys listen to the um, MP3 afterwards, and then you can listen to it then. Okay? Now, here is what we have in today's comments, questions, and just plain old thoughts. Guys, can you tell me how to know if your man is... We can just say honesty and commitment. Go ahead and talk about it and ask him because we really don't know. Next, we have Doug. How do you stay so focused on family when you could be out living the, the Vita Loca? That was from Kevin in New Mexico. Uh, La Viva Loca. <laughs> Listen to the beginning of the show. How about that? There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Definitely, you guys, tune in. Congrats on your anniversary, guys. You rock. Vancouver, Canada. Oh, wow. That's really, really hot. Thank you guys very much, eh? Girl. Go ahead, baby. You see Marcus Lakeisha the other day trying to play like... And that music, as all music that's hype, uh, leads us right into 
the segment with the one and only Whistle. That would be sports. Whistle, out there in Hotland. I am here, and it is hot. <laughs> Man, it is so hot. I don't even know how hot it is. And you know who else is hot? Is 59-year-old Tom Watson, PGA. He is at the Turnberry Course, the British Open, and uh, he is looking to be the oldest player to uh, win since World War II. Whistle uh, right now. He's one shot above at four under, seeking his sixth. He's won that tournament five times, so he's seeking his sixth championship. Uh, what are the odds that you're that you're giving for Mr. Watson tomorrow on the last day? I think that he will fill the deal. I think that he's focused, and not only being uh, focused, I think that he's comfortable. Uh, you've obviously uh, a certain amount of experience with that type of uh, resume that he has, and uh, he's seen it all. So I do. I, I, I look for him to seal the deal, coming out, play some relaxed golf, and enjoy the results. Well, winning that many times, I agree with you. I think he's comfortable in that situation. We also have some larger names. Tiger uh, didn't play well this week. He missed the cut. VJ Singh is even. Kalkovecchia at minus one. Retief Goosen at two under. And America's own Jim Furyk is minus one. So, uh, Tom Watson, everybody, uh, we will be checking you out. Uh, first since World War II to be the oldest to win a major. Cycling, Whistle, Tour de France, stage 14. Um, we, we got Lance Armstrong in fourth place right now, eight seconds behind Ronaldo Nosanetti of Italy, who is in first place. Um, as the tour goes on, obviously I don't think they've reached the heels yet. I think that's one of Armstrong's strongest parts of the race. Uh, is he waiting for his, his lunge and going to make it at the end and win it, or uh, what do you think of Lance's chances? You know, I absolutely don't have a clue. Uh, I, I do believe that uh, we're waiting to see the results because I'm curious. I mean, I know that he has all that it takes physically and mentally to win and dominate, but uh, maybe he's going through some type of personal challenge where he has to conquer that within the race or a race within the race, if you will. So uh, I'm curious to see what the results are going to be because uh, – you know, obviously, you know, the legs get a little bit tired or whatever, and, uh, you know, uh, we can use the heels as an excuse, but the point is, is, is are you that hungry? Do you have that same hunger? So uh, I'm curious to see what the end results will be. No question. Well, in Major League Baseball, you know, uh, right now Albert Pujols is knocking them yard every single day. In his first nine seasons, he is the first and only to reach the most 353 home runs, especially in the steroid age. Obviously, he's passing all his tests. What does this say about Mr. Pujols? Obviously, that he has uh, been a durable player. Uh, he's very talented, and uh, he's on the right path. And uh, he's obviously a, a saving face for baseball, if you will. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, the era has been very, very violent and mean to baseball, but uh you always get a fresh breath of air when you talk about a player like Albert Pujols. No question. Well, Greg Maddox, uh, ex-Atlanta Braves, they just re retired his jersey. We just want to send congrats to the four-time Cy Young winner in 18 gold gloves. Uh, that means if you're knocking them back to you at the pitcher's mound, Whistler, it looks like he's probably catching everything. Uh, what would you say about Mr. Maddox? You know, uh, Obviously, he's a great, great pitcher. Uh, 
it's, it's unfortunate the type of things that happen in terms of injury and, and the timing of when things happen. But, uh, you know, obviously uh, he's a Hall of Famer, I believe. Yes, he's got the numbers. Uh, he's definitely been instrumental in, in being a solid uh, uh, pitcher for very, very uh, successful teams. So, uh, uh, I, you know, kudos to Mr. Maddox. He's had a great career, and uh, I'm sure he'll be a brilliant teacher. No question about it. It just when I when I hear all these names, I, I can't believe that that the Mariners let go of Mister One Randy Johnson. Three hundred wins later, or maybe uh, only about uh, two hundred and fifteen wins later, something like that. Uh, he needed to be down there at Safe Cold laying them out, whistle. But uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. We're gonna go NFL. NFL. I'm looking for the top five quarterbacks in the game today, whistle. Who do you got for me? I'm going to give you first. I'm going to let you hear a couple that I wrote down here. Tell me what you think. I got Roethlisberger, McNabb, both Manning, Jay Cutler, and uh, I'm going to throw in these two guys that we don't know if they're going to play or not, but Michael Vick and Brett Favre. Who you got for me? I absolutely like the McNabb pick. I like Roethlisberger, obviously. Uh, he's a lot of, uh, he gets a lot of credit. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he's a, a good leader. He's durable, uh, and uh, he really, really has the desire to win. I agree with those picks completely. Uh, I, I really like Jay Cutler, although I, there's probably a couple other names. I would slip Tom Brady in there. We can't forget about him. Uh, we know that he's a little bit uh, down right now, but I look for him to step back in there and, and play at a high level. And also we can look down in San Diego. I, I, I really like what they got going on down there. And uh, they got a, t- a lot of talent, and a lot of talent in, in terms of spreading the ball around. So uh, uh, there's a lot of versatile quarterbacks, but uh, you know I, I like your list. And uh, plus or minus one or two, we're doing all right. No question, we we can't leave out Mr. Brady. You are totally correct. Uh, now let's go NBA top five point guards in the game today. Who you got? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Whittle? Yes, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Top five guard in the game today. Okay, top five. I got to go with Jason Kidd. I like a leader. Uh, I like Steve Nash. Uh, he might not be the most popular, but he plays the game right. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, I like Mr. Uh, the leader of the of the Hornets that you got on Asia 3. I like Andre Miller. I like a guy who plays the game in the right way, and also I like uh, your point guard who leads your Utah Jazz. Now, that's probably the five I'll go with, uh, trying to forget about anybody, but I really like the way they handle the ball and kind of set the offense and, and uh, predict the offense is going to do. Now, I, I wrote down a, a list, and uh, you got all of them on the list. We got Deron Williams. Uh, Tony Parker, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, Baron Davis, uh, Derek Rose, Mo Williams, and of course you, you can't leave out Steve Nash because uh, I would have to say right now one of the purest point guards in the NBA. Uh, Andre Miller is definitely there also because, like you said, the way that he plays the game. But uh, I, I love it when your point guard can knock down a jump shot, so we might have to add Mike Bibby in there also. Why not? I don't agree with you completely. Oh, you, you, you like the bipster. I'm, I'm with that. When, when you can knock down a jump shot, it just changes the game. It opens it up for everybody. Uh, 
we're looking at Lamar Odom, and Lamar is maybe going to a Miami. I don't know if this is a lot of talk leaving Lakerland, but Dwayne Wade was quoted, quoted as saying, come home. And uh, he said he still has his house there, and he needs to come home to Miami. So I think Dwayne is kind of, you know, leveraging uh, his, his fame and everything and trying to get some players down there. What do you got on that situation? Um, obviously, this is a big-time deal that's going on, and obviously economics is huge for the NBA, but it's also huge for the NBA players. And with that being said, I would like uh, Mr. Oldham to get the most uh, lucrative deal that he could. I mean, let's be honest about it. He's very, very uh, uh, much a part of what they have in terms of his success in L.A., and uh, I, I just I'm in favor of the players. I hope that he get, finds a deal and finds a home and, uh, you know, if it, if it, if he leaves L.A., it wouldn't hurt me none because I, you know, hey, open it up, open up the West. No question about it. Now uh, I, I hear talk of Mr. Wade reaching out to maybe Carlos Boozer. Is that true? That is true. That is being on the back burner, but uh, people are talking about that, and uh, Pat Riley is being quoted as saying that uh, there's a good chance that we can land both of those guys, and that would be a great, great deal. Of, of talent and a huge pickup uh, off season uh, for the Miami Heat. So uh, we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens as far as on that front. Uh, but uh, that is a deadly deal, and I think that that can definitely uh, put every team, put uh, other teams in different situations in terms of what they're looking at. Well, Mr. Wade is all over the news in the NBA. He also, I guess, has now uh, dropped Converse Whistle. Where does that land him? Is he Adidas guy, Nike? Where's he at? And there is one happy Michael Air Jordan out there who uh, welcomed uh, Dwayne Wade with open arms, uh, welcoming him, uh, him to the team elite, as he put it. So uh, we'll be curious to see what kind of shoes they come out with for Mr. Sway. Uh, hopefully they come out with some desire, designs that kind of match his play, and, and uh, they got to be a durable shoe as well. So did, did he go with Team Jordan, or is he just Nike? He is Team Jordan. Wow, that's going to be interesting. You're right. They Maybe uh, not a wage shoe, maybe a suede shoe. So we will be watching out for that one. Mr. Yao Ming Whistle will miss the next season. Foot injury has, uh, has set him back. Uh, the left foot, which is his plant foot because he's a right-handed player, that is a, a big injury, hairline fracture. So he will be recovering for a whole year. Where, where do you think that sets the uh, – Houston Rockets uh, for this upcoming season? Well, obviously it kicks their plans back uh, considerably. Uh, are they rebuilding? You bet. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, they've really got a lot of things that they got to figure out. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, you know, Trevor Reeves, in terms of being a, a, one of the pickups, is nice. But uh, when it comes down to it, the team is rebuilding. And uh, you got a lot of talent, but it was really based around Monarch Test. And uh, and one Yao Ming, so uh, they're going to be down this year. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I, th- I thought that they played well without Yao Ming and Adelman's system, but without Ron Artest, it, it really leaves them a bit deficient. Guys are going to need to step up, but maybe Tracy is healthy. He's going to come back and play well. That also gives uh, Yao Ming time to organize his team because he just bought his old team, the Shanghai Sharks, back in China. So, uh, good move, Yao Ming. Hopefully you can make that work. Well, 
We talked about Portland getting the Paul Millsap four years, $32 million. Utah steps to the plate and matches the offer. If they are going to miss Mr. Boozer, Paul Millsap steps right in. Is that is that what you kind of see happening here? Well, definitely. And he's the type of uh, player that every team would like, uh, the type of player you don't run a play for, but who happens to come up with several offensive, defensive rebounds and 10, 12, 14, uh, 14 points a game or so. So, uh, again, uh, those type of players are, are high in demand. Uh, they, they mix it up. They do a lot of dirty work, and they keep your team tough and give them a fighting chance. That is totally correct. Now, uh, going European on them, Josh Childress is heading back to Greece. What, what do you think that says about, uh, you know, European basketball as far as being able not only to sway the American player to come to Europe, but then also to keep them there? What do you think about that? Well, that's huge. Obviously, uh, he went over. Um, I'm sure if we were to be within this circle that he would tell us a lot of the, the, the perks that come with the job over there, and I'm sure it's beautiful, and, and he's treated in a first-class sort of manner. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, what, what's the miss? I mean, you're, you're here to enjoy life, uh, and if he's enjoying life, uh, who are we to question uh, how and the way that he does enjoy it? So uh, I'm sure that he is enjoying it, a uh, staff of eight. Uh, a car, a driver, uh, you know what I mean? you got a chef, everything that we could kind of hope for. So uh, why not? Let's, 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 let's wait for him to write a book and, and check that out. There you go. I, I would say that maybe after uh, his, his time is up contract-wise, he come back. But like you said, if he is living as well as, uh, as he has been, he may stay there and just keep making the money, no question about it. Well, going to his 20th year, and this is unprecedented and, and really unheard of, in the world of professional sports, Jerry Sloan of the Utah Jazz is entering year number 20, Whistle. Uh He's making moves with his team. He has a point guard. Uh, he just now signed another power forward in Paul Millsap in case Boozer leaves. Uh, Mehmet or Core, uh, AK-47. Uh, do you see that that he can keep doing what he's been doing as far as getting his team ready to play and keeping them, you know, viable in this Western Conference that has been so powerful for so many years, but they're always in the playoffs. They're always at the top. They're always a formidable opponent. What do you think that says about them now that their owner has passed away, unfortunately, last year? Well, obviously, first and foremost, it was a brilliant hire. Uh, we're talking about a guy that you don't have to worry about uh, in terms of his attitude where he comes to work, he comes to work, and, and, and comes to bring a winning attitude and to provoke change. Uh, that's always applicable in terms of a, a achievement in my book. Uh, he's a, a no-nonsense guy. He, 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 he holds everybody accountable, and it's the type of things that you want, and it's a healthy story, and in America, and, and, and not just sports, but just in American society, that a guy can uh, can have a job at, at one place for 20 years and nobody be breathing down his back about his job or critiquing it, uh, because uh, I think that the ownership and everybody in Utah understands that he's uh, getting a damn near every drop, if not more, out of their team in terms of talent-wise, because they're not the best team. And uh, to be in the playoffs and to be consistently good and to be a nice draw, uh, in Utah is is a good is a good feel, so it's a good look for him to be there, and uh, I think that the, that's what the future should be about 
in terms of uh, coaching and uh, direction in Utah. No question. Kudos to you, Jerry Sloan. 20 years is incredible. Well, they have a documentary whistle called Save Our Sonics, and I, I was pleased to uh, have a part in that and say a couple words. And growing up as a kid watching the Sonics, watching championships, watching playoff basketball, just the Sonics being a part of our local community here has been such a such a dream. I think it's changed so many kids' lives as they have played basketball, have, as they as they've watched professional basketball in this area. Uh, what do you think the economic times are going to mean to getting a basketball team back here? Because it looks as though everything is, you know, everyone's shrinking down a little bit. Everybody's moving back. So to get an NBA team back in Seattle, what do you think it's going to take to make that happen? First of all, I think it's going to take a lot of of the fan support. Um, Obviously, it didn't go well uh, the first tenure. Um, you know, and I'm sure that every place uh, suffered a little bit. But hey, first and foremost, I started with the ownership that demands you got to demand the type of talent and the type of execution and you know, the type of dignity during your play and your uh, with your tenure uh, here in Seattle. So uh, you got to find the right kind of players. Uh, that's talent scouts and all that type of thing, and, and then put out a good product out there that people are proud of and uh, that they're they're proud to go see. Uh, you know, everybody has their lives to live, but, you know, as long as you don't get in trouble, I mean, no harm, no foul type of thing. You know what I mean? So uh, people are a little bit more respectful of their craft and, and the fact that they are a Sonic, and, and it, it, it is an elite job. I think they need to put uh, management in place that would kind of put their foot down and implement that type of uh, that type of standard. No question. When you look at Safeco Field, you look at Quest Field, and then you look at Key Arena, uh, obviously, there's a discrepancy in the quality of the venues and what is what's out there uh, in the NBA from team to team. They have some magnificent uh, arenas. Even um, uh, Delta Center in uh, Utah is still, you know, viable as far as how many seats it fills. It's always clean. It's a nice place. Um, what do you think about the city getting behind the team enough to uh, make the Seattle Center? Uh, a, a place to go and, you know, wiping out Key Arena, building something new, but integrating the Seattle Center, the Space Needle, all the rides. So now when you go, it it, it becomes an uh, outing for the family. It becomes an experience and not so much just going to the game. And uh, do you think that that in and of itself, building a new arena, would get a team back here? Well, I, I, that would be a great idea, uh, first and foremost. Um, you're in the center of uh... – uh, of, of a play a place play area essentially for kids, so uh, that would be brilliant. Um, maybe extend the hours a, a wee bit around that time and and put packages together where everybody can go play and hang out and make it a family affair and do that type of thing. There's a science center. Uh, there's a whole bunch of little things right around that area, the aquarium that you can go do and still come hang out at the game. So uh, yeah, I would I would be in favor of that. But first and foremost, you got to put a good product out there. And you got to have a, a a place where people are are, are proud of, and, and 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 you want the employees to be proud of the workplace they work, and uh, I think their performance will definitely speak volumes. No question. Well, if you're listening to Seattle, uh, you, you call the the show right here in the talk radio. We'll tell you how to make this happen. As always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports. And until next time, we see you. We'll see you at the same time, same station. Thank you.
I am off the junk food now, ladies, in the freezer. I am out. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. And until next time, people, take care. Let's go.